whatever dating life with Coach Will had, we all knew because we all did investigating reporting on it. Hello, it is Monday, May 25th. Well, today is a day off from school. Podcasters don't take days off. We are the real bros of Holly Springs. I'm Brandon Rhodes, joined by Joey Will. The melted butter to my artichoke. Thanks for listening. The melted butter to your artichoke? We had artichokes last night. It was top of the brain. Oh, man, I hate artichokes. So can can I be your melted butter to, like, your your asparagus or, like, your green beans or something? Because artichokes just don't do it for me. Hating artichokes is maybe one of the most upsetting hot takes you could possibly give me. So I... No, you have to be, I'm the artichoke, and you can be the melted butter. Well, if, if I can't, you know, change your mind, then okay, for the purpose of today's episode, I will, I will be what you tell me. Yeah, that's, our artichokes are incredibly important to my family, so you're kind of spitting on my heritage by saying you don't like artichokes. <laughs> All right, now I feel worse, because before I just thought it was a, a random saying, now I'm, like, you know, making your family upset at me, so... Let's move forward. I apologize. I'm your melted butter. I don't want to upset your family. Let's continue. All right. To respond to all of Will's uh, horrible artichoke hot takes, you can reach us via Instagram or Twitter at marketing underscore HSHS. Also, you can see all of our polls and extra content. Uh, you can also reach us via email at broads4 and jwill, both at wcpss.net. Uh, and also today on this Memorial Day, we want to take time to think of those in the military uh, especially those two of our guests we've had so far uh, that are going to the Air Force Academy next year. So thank you for all that uh, everyone in the military does for us. I, I concur. And for those that don't remember, uh, Wes Ferguson and Sam Kaliskum will both be going to the Air Force Academy. Uh, but yes, Rhodes, to, to second your point, um, you know, Memorial Day is, is a great holiday. Uh, we've talked about it before when we did our, our favorite month's draft. Um, you know especially during this pandemic time, it, it's really good to, to give thanks and to remember, you know, those that do things for us. And I, I think today is a great day to, um, to, to give thanks to those people. Yeah. Uh, moving on to something a little less serious. This draft that we did on Monday or last Thursday did not go quite as well for me. Uh, I knew this was coming when I picked the rescuers down under. Uh, I had a feeling this was not going to be a super popular choice. I ended up losing 60 to 40%, uh, honestly a little closer than I thought, but welcome back to, to the land of winning. Well, uh, to, to prove my point, I actually did some prep work and, and actually thought of the, the movies that I was going to put in the draft. So every time I create a draft board, I think it has, has been seen and has been shown that I'm going to win the draft. Now, to, to give you a heads up, I have not created a draft board for today's draft that we're going to do with a third player. So I'm a little concerned that me, you, and our special guest are going to have a very close draft today. Uh, but for the purpose of last draft, I'm sorry, once again, I am victorious. Yeah. Uh, I know I don't think either one of us has beaten the third person. We've done a draft with somebody else. So hopefully uh, we can, you know, make it happen at some point. I won, the, I won the month draft. Oh, that's right. You did win the month draft. That's right. That's right. Well, I'm going to have to change what I wrote later for our lead-in. Uh, all right. When we asked on Instagram, we got a few responses to what people's favorite animated movies were. Uh, one person said Zootopia, a movie I've never seen. The other person said they didn't know, but that I won. I guess they were just wrong. Uh, 
based off our conversation during the draft, I did watch Team America over the weekend. Uh, yeah, that's definitely not an animated movie. It is definitely all puppets, though that would be probably near the top of the puppet movie draft that I think we're going to have next week. So, I don't even think there's enough movies to, to come up with eight puppet movies, uh, but I'm interested. We can do it. We can figure it out. Let's try it. I think there's the, the Dracula uh, play that they had at the end of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's two. Uh, all needed six more. Yeah, we're supposed to come up with movies, not not scenes, not 10-minute scenes of movies. So enough, enough talk for our introductions and recaps. Uh, we're really excited to have on our guest today, so much so that we're going to have him on for the rest or the duration of our podcast. So coming up next on our podcast, we bring on Brent Mahasi. Right now, the last place you want to be is stuck on a cruise ship. In the best of times, they're a floating cesspool of disease. Now, well, yeah, this isn't a great time for a cruise. However, if you're missing out on some relaxing time on the water, Doggett's Kayak and Yak Rental is for you. Don't have water? Doesn't matter. We will drop off a kayak in the middle of a driveway or parking lot and stand next to you for the length of your rental, spraying the sides of your kayak with a hose. All the relaxation of a lake or river trip without having to travel. And for a limited time, with the purchase of three kayak rentals, you will get one free yak ride. Book online today, kayakyak.com. Today, we are thrilled to be welcoming onto the show the Holly Springs student who has probably known both Coach Will and me for longer than any other student. Current UNC Charlotte Rising Senior, 2017 Holly Springs graduate and soccer star, and most importantly, the 2014 World History Student of the Year. Brent Mahasi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I'm glad you put in that last award because that is what means the most to me, to be honest. It's what I brag about. If I sell a certificate, it would be on every fridge I live on for the rest of my life because that's the most important thing. Um, I don't know if uh, I'm allowed to mention your high school grades online yet, but I regulations of path. You might be the only student ever to win student of the year without getting an A in the class. So that's, that's a pretty impressive accomplishment. Yeah, it is. I put it on my resume. So that will get me a job somewhere. Get never, a B never, and still be a fan favorite. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. Like I didn't realize that Ben had won that award because I didn't think he was that great of a student, but um, I'm glad to, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you backed it up with the fact that he got a B in the class and it was just because he, he was, you know, the guy with the best personality, which I, I could definitely see. B is above average, Coach Wilf, so I actually was an above average student in the class. And then if you add that to my jokes and the class unity and the respect I had for my teacher, um, I think that is a worthy winner of the award. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was back in the day with the old grading scale. Also, where you need a 93 to get an A. So we can pretend to exactly. front 91 or something like that. But I feel like I would have bumped that up. But well, <laughs> <laughs> it was. I, you know, I actually remember it was an 89. So I had no. So I had no real qualms with it because, like, well, technically you can bump out to a C. You're gonna bump me up to an A. <laughs> so fair. All right. So. Brent, the, the first question we're going we're gonna to ask you is just like a general question. You know, what has this, this time, like, like how, is, how has the last two months been for you? Last two months, I've been at home with my loving mom and my dad. And it's been, it's been a, I guess, a struggle, I guess, not to see my friends and go out and do stuff and work and 
but it gives me a lot of time to be at home. I get, I'm taking summer classes, so it gives me a lot of time to focus on those and a lot of time to watch shows to do nothing. Cause I also do, I might be, people say I'm an extrovert, but I don't mind being an introvert at times cause I love to do nothing and just lounge around. I sleep a lot more than I used to. I used to wake up at 7.30, 8 a.m., like, all the time. You can ask Jack Manuti, my roommate, like, freshman year of college. Like, I'd be up at 7 a.m. And, like, in fact, one time, uh, uh, Isabel and Mason came to visit in Charlotte, and they slept on our couch. And I was literally up at 7.30 a.m., they were both sleeping on the couch and I moved them apart, sat there and started watching TV at 7.30 because I wanted to watch the talking game. They're like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just up. I'm not going to sit in my room. But uh, I wake up later. I get a lot. I try to get a lot done. try to be a lot more productive in the things I can do. Uh, we've adjusted. It was difficult at the time, obviously, but it's a process. And like you said, we're all in this together. So everyone's in the same position. That's why I don't like complaining or feeling sorry for myself. It's not like a lot of people are in worse positions, to be honest. So yeah. the takeaway for me is that I'm definitely never going to spend the night at your house ever. So <laughs> never sleeping on friends' couch. Well, uh, the new friend doesn't do that. Uh, that that's good. Okay. So how, how quickly once like all this stuff hit, did you end up coming back home? Like, did you come back home immediately or were you still in Charlotte for a while? I was in Charlotte for... So it was a weird time because other schools, like we had our spring break really early. So we had spring break and came back to school. And that's when a lot of the COVID rumors that we're going to not, well, not, they weren't rumors, but like we're going to cancel us to school were happening. So everyone else went home as soon as spring break finished. And we spent an extra week in school. And I, spent like three or four days and I told I texted my sister I was like yeah I'm not going home for a while like uh, I just love being like I don't mind I can be here no rules no parents my mom texted me every day and called me every day to come home and then I came home and Helene lied Helene said oh I'm coming home too get here I'm like where's Helene she's like my mom's like oh Helene has to work for like another month knew that wasn't true but (laughs) So she kind of just threw me under the bus there. I mean, I love my parents, obviously, but I thought I was coming home with Helene. Uh, and again, that's your sister. And she also goes to UNC Charlotte, right? She's finishing up there this year? Yeah, yeah Helene is done with school now because this was her last year. And so I feel bad for her because she did not get her last month of senior year, last two months, I guess. But yeah. she's done. So how, how has all this affected your plans for the summer? Like, what were you going to do, and then what are you doing now this summer? I was going to do an internship in uh, New Jersey if I got to the final part, which I ended up doing online. So right now it's going to be where they condensed it and did, like, a two-month online version of the internship. And it's so I was just going to go do that. Maybe if I got to that in my – before, I was like, if I got to that and last – interview and I got it I would do that other than that if I wasn't gonna go to New Jersey I was gonna stay in Charlotte and work and then take my summer classes as they were because I was behind a little on credits so didn't change it too much to be honest what was the internship in New Jersey for it was a financial analyst internship it was just like and I told you guys off off air (laughs) that I really wanted to go into sports analytics that's what I was uh, explaining earlier, I was saying 
I financial analytics is like a good like way, to, especially if you get experience to get into an analytics field on a more like professional basis. Uh, but like I love doing sports analytics, obviously more. It interests me more. It like doesn't feel like work more than like financial analytics. And Coach Will said he didn't love math when, and I also I'm not a big math guy back in the day. But I've started to like math, like this different version of math, more like things I actually feel I can like see the difference when I'm doing the math rather than the random math they would teach you in high school when you're like, when, when am I ever going to use this in any sort of setting? Which is not true, kids. You should always take your school math seriously in high school and you should work as hard as you can because it's super important and you're going to use it in everyday life. Can you, can you uh, talk a little bit about, just kind of give the, the listeners a little bit of a synopsis of your sport analytics internship that you were talking about, like what you were doing with the baseball team, just so the kids can kind of hear how you're applying that math to like a actual job. Oh yeah. Uh, I started a baseball analyst club slash uh, class this beginning of the fall around October. That's when it started. And coaches, what is like, what pitches you should do at what time and what, hitter is good against certain pitches and we try to break it down as simple as possible because that's the thing like at first we would break it down and it'd be a lot complicated and like they're like if we wanted to look at something complicated we could just put this in a generator ourselves but our job was to simplify it for other people and so we'd simplify it for the coach and we would do scouting reports for other teams and I was actually gonna it led into an opportunity to do an internship slash class. It was just for college credit, though, for the Charlotte Hornets and the Carolina Panthers, since it was easy to connect as we're in Charlotte already. And we would just do the same thing. I think it was obviously we wouldn't be doing it for the Hornets or Panthers. We would be learning about it for on a much larger scale. But that's how we applied it, and it was a lot of fun. Like I, I was actually super mad that I had to wait till senior year to – or junior year to figure out that was a club and I like slash class that you can get credits for like I but it's better late than never I'm usually late to a lot of things I do everything late so <laughs> nothing new there but it was a great opportunity and I would recommend if anyone's looking into analytics and they love sports to just jump on that it just because the analytics crowd is getting only bigger so it's a great opportunity if you go to Charlotte I'm sure every other school has something like that too yeah, we, we definitely appreciate you from like the 1960s and 70s, like analytics has been around. It's just like you said, it's getting way more prevalent. So mm -hmm. yeah, people are tending to rely on that a lot more than people like say, like they'll use the eye test or like who's like the biggest athlete kind of thing. They're starting to rely on more X's and O's or numbers, I should say. Yeah, it sounds really cool. It's something that I'd learned about or was more of an option when I was like in college. I think I would have enjoyed that doing that a lot. So Brent, you, you've mentioned a few things that have been affected uh, because of the crisis. So like, what are you missing most about being in Charlotte and, you know, on your, during your normal day-to-day -day life as a college student? Uh, definitely like people disagreed with me, but during the time when I was in school and I was like, I actually do like the schedule of getting up having to go to class I would go to the gym between my history class and my accounting class every day 
because we had we just built a brand new gym. That's also that's also a sucky part about it, I guess. It was the best gym in the state. They put in millions of dollars into it, and um, unfortunately, you can't you can't go to that anymore. But I used to go down, back, eat lunch. I just like. I like, and I hang out with my friends at the end of the day if I get my homework done. Like, I just love the schedule of me doing everything instead of just being cooped up because I hated being cooped up in our apartment too long. So I like the whole schedule. I love to meet my friends anytime I could and working too. I actually really love my job and my uh, school job. I just can't do those things anymore. And it stinks, obviously, but like, hopefully, better times are ahead in the near future. I guess it's might be a long long little struggle to everything's completely back to normal but like take it day by day i guess yeah i mean that's why we started this something to do every day like some routine of just like having an activity to do every day that's i know a big thing of what a lot of people miss so i know you mentioned earlier you've had a lot more time to watch tv also like what what are some good tv shows you can recommend as like a good binge for our listeners uh been also reading a lot i read a lot of books but i just reread the last like six or seven books i've read but i've rewatched a lot of like sports games uh because especially since the last dance came out i was also watching a little old games see like just how good they were back in the day and i watched a lot of like finals or espn like sports podcasts or shows because i'm like when it comes to Netflix, I really like, I hate trying new things. So I want re, if I'm rewatching th- something, it's usually movies. Cause if I start a show that I like, I will not go to bed till 4 a.m. to finish whatever season or second season or whatever series it is. That is a big thing with me. To kind of finish out the, the questions that we, we've got for you, Brent. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the past few weeks, we've done our uh, best athlete and our best team bracket. Uh, of all time at Holly Springs High School. Uh, so just based off like your experience as an athlete at the school, uh, you were a four-year varsity uh, soccer member. Uh, who was the best athlete or athletes that you saw while you were in school? And uh, who were the best teams or best team that you saw while you were at uh, Holly Springs? I'll start with the teams because that's a lot easier. Any wrestling team because they are vastly underrated. <laughs> by you guys, but by a lot of people, they are a constant powerhouse. And that's the same thing with baseball. The best baseball team I saw, one of the best teams, is um, our senior year team that almost made it all the way. And they were a really good team before they ran into New Hanover, I believe, with uh, great pitching. Because I remember uh, we all, we went out and drove to the game on like, it was a school night. We got back at like 12.30, it was late but they're a really good team. I guess I would be biased. A lot of the soccer teams I was on was very talented. Maybe we didn't achieve what we could have, but we were a pretty talented team. The best athletes I've seen, Matt Wilson is definitely up there as best athlete. I loved watching Dom play when I was a freshman, I believe was the year she was a senior. She's three years around there. She was a very good player because I tried to, well, me and Dom, I felt like played a similar type of game in soccer, like very pass-first, assist-type, crafty kind of game. And uh, Broderick would get pissed if I don't say him. So Broderick Taylor, <laughs> he'll be throw fit if he watches this. He's one of he's a very good running back, very good guy too. Um, 
And of course, uh, Hayden Dewey. Hayden Dewey is one of my favorite athletes of all time. And I'll go to my grave saying that he is the best striker and just overall the biggest star I've ever played with. You're, you're a very loyal friend. Uh, and thanks for also mentioning all the people we've already had in our podcast, too. So you're really doing a good job to help us uh, promote the people you've already interviewed. So appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Just speak the truth here. When we booked you as a guest, we asked some questions to give someone, to give to someone in college as well as someone who's known us forever. Our listeners gave us some good questions for our Mary Greer mailbag today. We'll get to the questions in the mailbag's namesake in a little bit. But let's look back at high school quickly with some questions first from Alec Quinn, who, no pressure, uh, until today at least, was probably our best guest ever. Uh, oh. So we're going to slightly paraphrase some of her questions. Uh, the first one asks, was Rhodes brave enough to openly eat his family-sized tubs of fried rice in front of students? Basically, was I comfortable enough, like as a first-year teacher, to be super weird in front of students yet? Uh, or you can just kind of say what you're about me and Will in our first year of teaching and coaching at Holly Springs. We'll start with Mr. Rhodes. Well, for first, first of all, I was one of your first classes he ever had. It was the world history class that we, once again, World History Student of the Year, Ramahasi, if people were forgetting. Um, one-on-one, he grew so much from freshman year to senior year in terms of his and he, he definitely did not have the confidence a uh, full tub of, I don't even know what you said you ate. Like, I don't eat anything to eat freshman year. But senior year, he would definitely do that because Mr. Rose basically ran the school for anyone who knew what an awesome teacher was. Because I remember freshman year, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of corny, a lot of corny jokes, definitely. I remember I, this is a big part of why I got World Series in the year. I was the only one who would laugh at them at the beginning. <laughs> but I thought they were very funny and they're, I thought they were very witty, like and very clever. And I just, you grew a lot in confidence, I guess. Uh, no, definitely. And so freshman year, no, probably junior year, senior year, you definitely would do that. And you asked me about uh, Coach Will, how his confidence grew, or how he grew as a teacher. Yeah, just what was it like with like you know playing for Coach Will in his first year as like a high school coach? First year, it was great. Uh, first year, uh, I remember coming in, and Coach Will did tell me because I remember I made varsity tryouts the freshman year, and but I was put on JV at the beginning, and a lot of my first. What I play seven, eight games, JV. I, I about probably, probably about six or seven. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember during that time, Coach Will was a great coach for me. He let me uh, did help me grow, and that was a big part of my confidence. And he liked to play varsity later that season because he was a great like player coach, especially freshman year for the JV kids. Like he, he was a great guy. He was a, still a funny dude too. It's always fun to poke fun with Coach Will, too. That's what he, – he would always, like, try to act, like, really tough. But, you know, he had a soft spot, too. He was, he was a tough coach and definitely made us run a lot. A very fit guy. And Because uh, I remember I would, like, a lot of the friends on the girls' soccer team, and they said, yeah, we played soccer, tennis today. It was a lot of fun. That was our warm-up. So that's funny. We ran gassers for a warm-up. And then we played bad because we were so tired, so we had to run some more. And we're definitely the fittest team, if I have to say so, myself. But he was a great coach, one of my favorite coaches when I was young. I, I appreciate that, uh, Brent. I think uh, the girls' side would definitely 
agree with that statement. Like, I'm way nicer to the girls oh, yeah, than definitely. I am to the guys. Yeah, Coach Miller was a big part of that, too. He was also – Coach Miller Coach Miller straight up said that. He, <laughs> he was like, I like the girls a lot better than you guys. They listen, which I guess I can't complain because that is true. They do listen a lot better than guys. They Yes, they do. But they can also – like, the one reason why I love teaching – or love coaching guys more than the girls is just the fact that, like, girls can take everything you say just in the wrong direction and get, like, super upset about it. Like, as guys, if I upset you with what I say, most of the time you don't get upset. You just get pissed off and you try to prove me wrong. Yeah. And that's, that's the reason why I love coaching the guys because either I say something that you respond to in a positive way or most of the time you want to have that, like, competitive mindset, like, oh, I'm better than what you think I am, so I'm going to prove that. So I just love the competitive nature of the, the guys sometimes more than the girls. That's true. So for our, our second question uh, from Alec, uh, in typical fashion, she's making fun of me because she really doesn't like me. I, she says she does, but I think she just hates me. Um, but she makes fun of me in my dating life. So we can just turn this into a dating <laughs> advice. And see if there's anything you learned about dating from either Rhodes or me. And also, can you tell us how one can get out of the Brent zone? Oh. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, Sarah Frost is the one who is the founder of the Brun Zone. She's basically a sister to me, but she ruined my life at the same time with that. <laughs> she ruined my high school life. Uh, to answer with Coach Will, definitely during your dating life, uh, me and Alec have a lot in common because we definitely poke fun at you during high school, <laughs> during your dating life. And I would go to his class, poke fun, and just wait after school and poke fun. Whatever dating life with Coach Will had, we all knew because we all did investigating reporting on it, and we did everything <laughs> to figure out. And again, that goes back to Sarah Frost and Isabel Stone. Well, Isabel Stone with Mr. Rose. Sarah Frost would do anything and find any sort of information if she wanted to. So it was very easy because Facebook <laughs> was our biggest. <laughs> that was our only outlet to find out stuff about with Coach Will. So Coach Will didn't. Coach Will made fun of me about the friend zone, so I'm not gonna. I can't even say here with a straight face and say that you helped me with my relationship problems because you're one of the bullies, Coach Will. But <laughs> Mr. Rhodes definitely helped me. First of all, he would sit down and listen to me every single day about any problem I really had, even if it was the same problem I had like four or five hours ago. And he would actually did help me a lot and I really did appreciate it and that's what made us so close too because I honestly felt just as comfortable talking to Mr. Rhodes about any relationship problem or question or even like talking about other things than uh, I did I would be talking with like another student so he did help me a lot I don't want to go into detail about that that'd be more fine embarrassing so I'm not but uh how to get out of the brand zone uh you don't First of all, it's a black hole of nothingness, I guess. If But it always pays off to be a nice guy. And then, so I'm not going to tell people, because I guess if you want to get out, you can start being a really mean guy, because some girls tend to like that. You know? But, like, should always be a nice guy. It'll always pay off, especially in college. Be a nicer person. Like, just... Don't even think about it too much. Live life, 
and hopefully they still don't call it the brunt zone since I've not been this high school in four years. And hopefully that's still not known as the brunt zone. That'd be awful if that's my legacy I left at Holly Springs. I don't think it is. I think you're good. I think being a nice guy is a great thing. And I just want the listeners to know like I'm, I'm actually pretty sympathetic towards other people's feelings and like try to understand where they're coming from. Of course, I, don't of course. Want, I don't want people to think that like, I, like Brent would come to me and be like, Hey coach, will I've got issues. I'm just like, uh, I don't care about your issues. Uh, oh, no, no. That is not true. If coach will was a random teacher and, or a random coach and I went up to him and said, Hey, you seem like a really nice guy. Is there any way I could talk to you? And then you start bullying me. I would understand. I could take a joke. I could take a punch in the face. Coach Will's just playing with me. If I actually seriously asked him for a problem, he would help me. But it's not like I actually was crying every day. Now this like doorstep after practice, like I have an awful game or something. I'm sorry, my relationship problems was a big deal. That's why I played awful. Like, can we talk about it? And it's not like he would kick me to curb and laugh and say good luck with the bread zone or something like that but <laughs> no they they're both very helpful guys coach will just like to your defense Brent I might not have like helped you directly with any situation that re, you know revolved around this Brent zone theme that coach Rhodes brought up but I always had to talk to the girls players because the girls players always would talk to me about their their situations and their issues going on. And I was always like, stop treating Brent like oh. you're treating him, okay? <laughs> stop putting him in the Brent zone. So I actually was trying to help you. I've never admitted that out loud, but I try to help you, I promise. I understand. And the thing with the girls team too, if you talk to them, a lot of them were like just my best friends and just in general, that's another misconception about the Brun Zone because it sounds like Brun Zone implies that you try to get with a lot of like different girls around the school and they put you in the Brun Zone. No, I, it's not like it went two ways. Cindy Ellis, Nat, and uh, um, uh, Sarah, some of my closest friends. They're just my friends. <laughs> They're my best friends though. They're my closest friends. So it didn't really... We're still really close friends to this day. So I guess you could still say I'm in the friend zone, technically, <laughs> um, if you call that friendship. I think it's just a like a synonym for friendship, this friend zone. You can look at it that way. That's a great way of looking at it. Our next question from Mary Greer, who asks kind of a question about going to frat parties. Why don't we just change this instead to just a general advice uh, about college question? So, like, what, Brent, what advice about, like, just college life in general can you offer up to maybe some of our high school seniors that are going to college next year? Yeah, about, about the same type of question. <laughs> um, I would say if you're going to college, definitely get involved. Uh, and definitely if you're living in a dorm, Definitely get to know your neighbors and uh, get involved with clubs and definitely or any sort of clubs, even like sororities, frats. If you want to do that, you can. If you're playing, if you want to play a sport, uh, intramurals, uh, club, club sports are always fun. Just get involved and meet as many people as possible. And because uh, that is priceless, especially freshman year. You don't want to go into like junior and senior year with any sort of regret when it comes to like things you wanted to at least try or go to or like you want to get the most out of college and it's a lot of fun also get very good grades for, do very good at the beginning because those are definitely the easiest classes 
first semester, they're easy, but they're easy to do bad because you might think like you don't have to put any effort. But go out and hit the ground running and everything will be fine. College seems scary, I guess, to some people. Um, I know a lot of kids are probably like excited to go to college, actually get out of the house or whatever. But like, it's it's honestly a great experience. They do a great job, in, especially at Charlotte, in trying to get you involved in things. And they'll give you a great opportunity to do well there and like just do your best you can, basically. I, I definitely think that that's great advice, Brent. And I, and I would second too, like you go through your freshman year and you might not meet all those people, but most people move out of the dorm after their freshman year. Most college yeah. kids will, will move yeah. somewhere different. Like get to know the people that live around you, no matter the circumstances, like whether it's your freshman year in the dorm, your sophomore year in an apartment, if you're moving into a house, whatever, like get to know the people that live around you because that's going to open up different friendships and, and different opportunities down the road as well. So like I kind of friend saying is just get to know the people around you. You might not like them and that's okay. You might hate them. Like Brent said, eventually, uh, but you'll get to meet people and get to meet interesting. You'll be put in interesting circumstances and, and like up doors um, for the future if you're able to just put yourself out there. And yeah, Brent definitely stole my biggest piece of advice of just getting involved with stuff. Uh, like find something like it's a great place to find. There's got to be someone else on campus that's passionate about the same thing you are and just getting super involved in something. I think it's just a, a huge part of the college experience. Uh, and then this is kind of more of a do as I say, not as I did thing, but go to class. Uh, there's generally a floor of how badly you can do in a class if you just show up every day. Uh, that makes it a lot more difficult to do poorly and it makes it easier to ask like a teacher or somebody for help if you're actually, you know, there all the time. Uh, that same is definitely what I forgot. <laughs> definitely go to class. <laughs> See, there is, so this, this is random. This is random, but it kind of goes with that point. I had a class, a psychology class, my freshman year. I think it was uh, the spring semester. It wasn't even the fall semester. It was a spring semester. So I had time to like acclimate myself to like what's going on your freshman year. But I had a Monday, Wednesday, Friday psychology class that started at 8 a.m. And to Brent's point, like 8 a.m. seems really like for us high school teachers and students, it's like, oh, we get up at five, six o'clock in the morning. Like, oh, that's yeah. Easy. But I struggled so yeah. bad to like just get up and make it to that class. And I remember there was a couple times that, you know, we'd hang out the night before, we'd stay up and I would wake up and go to that class and I'd get there at like 7.59 and I would fall asleep. And I remember one of my buddies was in the class with me and I fell asleep on his shoulder all the time in that class. But, but just showing up, like he would wake me up and I would still get notes and stuff. Like just showing up to class, like I was still able to pass the class with an A, but I just remember that class, I struggled so much to show yeah. up and I would fall asleep all the time. Yeah, 8 a.m. in college definitely hits a lot different than getting up at 6 a.m. to go to school in high school. In high school, like one, if it's pouring rain, it's cold, the last thing you want to do is walk through any sort of campus to go to any class. Your bed's a lot warmer in college. I don't care what you say. If you love your bed at home, that bed feels a lot warmer at in college and it's a lot more inviting to stay in it because that's happened to me quite a bit of times. So I would have, and I'm also like a morning guy and I still say, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to global connections and like at 8 a.m. in front well I'm like I'm not walking there I'll just it's an easy class 
but like you should always go to class try your best to go to class it's fit a schedule that you feel like will help you be at your most liveliness liveliness during the day and like where you want to get the most done like if you're a morning person and then put them in the morning if you're like an afternoon person then do that i don't meet a lot of people who love night classes but like if you want night classes do that like just do what's most comfortable for you and you think you're gonna learn the best and like during the time because if you just willy-nilly just put in a schedule and say yeah i'll just go when i want to go then you're not going to do well probably yeah i'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, one of my roommates in college whenever it was raining he called it not going to class weather <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. Do, do as I say, not as I did. And you know, to, to answer Mary's original question about uh, what you should avoid at frat parties, just be smart, be safe. You know, it's always a good idea. It's, it's unfortunate to tell girls that are going to college just to to be just be smart, but make sure you always have like friends and people around, and just don't take stuff from strange people, no matter where you are. Just kind of the yeah. <laughs> don't trust strangers really have when you're six years old. It's probably a pretty good thing to do to college as well, which is unfortunate we have to say, but just, you know, I think people going to college should, should look out for themselves, do things to yeah. proactively look out for their own safety. So hopefully we've given you all some great advice for college life. Now it's time for us to teach you some of our maybe slightly less popular opinions. Let's, let's dish out some uh, fiery hot takes. Uh, Brent, we'll let you start us off again with this one. If you have someone that you want to that you want to get off your chest and share with us, well, I'm I'm gonna have to let me. Can I go last out of you out of you two? Because I have I think I have something in the back of my mind. I want to say it right. All right. Well, look. Can I can I go first, Rhodes? Yeah, go for it. All right. So, uh, my my you know light hot take was the artichokes are bad. Apparently, at the beginning of our podcast, that was something that Rhodes said was a hot take. So. I'll keep that as my uh, level one pepper. Um, but this is something that personally to me that I just think is disgusting is like any white condiment that you put on like anything. So I hate ranch. I think ranch is disgusting. I hate blue cheese. I hate mustard, mayonnaise. Like I literally hate almost any condiment besides ketchup that – you put on anything like I'll eat a Caesar salad and that's like one of the only salad dressings that I'll, I'll do. And I understand that that's got some ingredients that I've talked about in the past that I don't like, but I hate ranch and blue cheese. I think they are the worst things that you can obviously put on anything. I don't understand why people love those two things at all. I mean, there's very few takes I would more agree with than that mayonnaise is the most disgusting thing in the world and to be banned from existing. So I'm, I'm 100% with you and all that stuff. I, I don't like creamy white sauces either. So, so, so. <laughs> I, I, I have to agree with that. Not Because like, food is a big thing. First of all, this is just like an opinion of mine. I hate chocolate, any sort of chocolate. That's the only substance that will make me gag. That's probably, it's, I'm in the complete minority. I don't care if people get mad. Chocolate is my enemy in life. I also hate um I think I hate spending money on any sort of clothing item. I don't think I've ever spent more than like 15 bucks on a clothing item in my life. Um, because I, me and my friend, like Danny, we like to cook, count things by cookout trays. And so if you're telling me that a $15 cheap pair of pants is worth like three cookout trays, then you're wrong. Because it's not. Because I'm going to get a lot more out of cookout trays than pants. Um, that sounds like I don't have any clothes. I just, I hate spending money on clothes in general. Uh, sandwiches shouldn't cut me and hate them talking 
talking about this other day, sandwiches shouldn't cost more than like six bucks because I can make a sandwich at home a lot easier than I can make a, a Big Mac or bacon and or Chick-fil-A sandwich at home. And like, I've never met, gone to a sandwich place that's under like seven fifty if you get a football at all. So, so where, where are you getting your pants from for less than $15? Um, wow, where do I get... Usually my, my mom like gets me stuff a lot and she usually, and the thank God, she gets my size a little too big every time. So I can always grow up into them. And so I've had the same like pair of jeans for a while. And if like someone leaves like a jacket at my house, like, okay, that's my jacket now. If they don't, <laughs> my sisters, if they have like t-shirts from school that are too big, they're mine now. So I guess that's how I shop. I don't shop. Like, yeah, I went, I went to Target with Gina and I needed um, new new pants. And she's just like, uh, I don't forgot why I needed pants. I forgot why it was a dire need. But I was like, uh, I, was, I think it was getting cold. I only had like two pairs of pants. And then she was just like, oh, you should buy these pants. And I was just like, uh, how much are they? She said, 23 bucks. And I said, I'll just freeze. And I we left because I don't guess that was the cheapest pants. I'm not going to buy them. Uh, it's just. I guess I should go to Goodwill if I want to be that cheap about pants. But even then, I I hate clothes. I hate spending money on clothes. Okay. <laughs> I love clothes, but I hate spending money on clothes. Fair enough. I mean, I guess I don't actually buy, like, super nice stuff either. But, like, I feel like a pair of, like, jeans or pants, like, you wear for, like, years and years. So, that, that's... Yeah. I, I will swallow my pride, and I will buy them at one point in my life. But <laughs> not yet. for the most part, I hate, like, going on my way to do it. Especially if I'm not a big style guy. Well, I guess you take after me in that regard. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, I'll, I'll go with my hot take here. Uh, mine is that AirPods are the literal worst. Uh, like I hate AirPods. I'll never own a pair of AirPods. Yeah. Uh, my big hatred for them is because of like students who have them, like try to like secretly keep them in their ears and like hide them while I'm talking. It's insane to me that people think it's like an appropriate thing to do to have earphones in while someone else is talking to them. Like even when kids wear like headphones when they're like in group projects, it's like someone else is trying to talk to you. Just take your headphones out. Like yeah. people put their headphones in when they go to the bathroom. Like they put their headphones in when they're walking to class. It's like it's like ninety seconds. Like just chill. No yeah. song you're listening to is like that amazing that you like can't go ninety seconds out listening to it. Uh, I, just, I, I hate them so much. I would never get them. And I sort of like told Claire like not to get them just because I hate AirPods so much. No, I agree with the AirPods thing. And that's just another money take, I guess. I was like, you can, first of all, you can get wireless headphones for a lot cheaper. And AirPods, I guess, are just helps you with your cloud or whatever. But like, uh, like I forgot who was doing it to me. Danny did. He had like one AirPod. He had only had one in. But I was like, we're having a conversation. I was just like, it was like three of us. It was me, him, and Isabel conversation. He had AirPod in. I was like, what's the point? I was like, is this, I was like, is the music going to go away in the next like two hours or you can't listen to it tomorrow? In high school, wearing headphones in between classes when it's literally like, unless you have class, like, I, I don't know where actually in the whole school you can go without a thing, like more than a two minute walk or three minute walk anywhere. In college, I understand going between classes. Sometimes you get like 15, 20 minute walks. But like, other than that, no, I do not understand why anyone. It's too much work to do it, too. Yeah, I, I, I've said this before, obviously, to you, Rhodes, but Brent, you might not have heard. I hate Apple everything. So 
the AirPods is like I'm completely on board for anything that's hatred towards Apple. But I will say that as a teacher during my planning period, I will put headphones in and maybe not listen to music just so people won't interrupt me and ask me questions. So I know that's going to probably sound really bad for the listeners. So I can understand why like students might do it on like the walk to class because they don't want other kids to like talk to them because they're like, oh, he's got AirPods in. Like, I don't want to speak to him and ask him a question. And I get it. Like, I understand. But to your point, what's the like, what conversation are you going to have or what music are you going to listen to that really makes you feel better in that minute walk? Like nothing. Just take, take them out. Listen to me and Coach Rhodes when we're teaching you something. We're trying to instruct. Like, be nice and just listen to us. And then you can listen to whatever music you want. You can ignore me when you're doing the assignment. But when I'm instructing and speaking, like, take the headphones out. I will say that once last year, Will had to get talking to or had to get talked to by administration because when kids were working on stuff in his class, he'd put his headphones in so they wouldn't ask him questions and they had to ask him to stop doing that. <laughs> that is completely false. That's a joke. Do not listen to Rhodes. I have not been. Uh, approached by administration because I ignore my kids in the classroom. <laughs> now they're going to just bother you anytime. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm going to have uh, APs just jumping into the class. Yeah, times now, Rose. I appreciate it. You just went to, <laughs> you just exposed yourself, Coach Will. There, there's no way they're listening, whatever, 50 minutes into this podcast right now. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we hope that our uh, mailbag questions and our general questions with uh, Brent, uh, but for our game coming up next, we're going to try something a little different. Welcome back. Today, we're going to try some of our guests and our listening audience with some riddles. I will give you each five riddles. You will have 30 seconds to guess your riddle. If you don't get it, then your opponent gets a chance. If they don't get it, you get one more chance. If you get your riddle right in the first guess, you get two points. If you get it off a steal or off your second guess, you get one point. All right, so basically, if you get it right away, you get two points. Uh, but if you don't get it, the other person gets a chance, and you get a chance to kind of come back again. All right, so Brent, we will start with you. You will get our first one here today. Okay. All right, yours is... What do the letter T in an island have in common? The letter T in an island. <sighs> I'm awful with riddles. <laughs> Last guy I don't want to say something really stupid. Do I have to guess? Guess something. Oh, you don't have to guess. You can say, I don't know. Wow, okay. They, no. Okay, no, I'm not. I can't sound stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say something super stupid. No, I'm not gonna say it. I do not. Well, you gotta guess. Two points, Brent. Just make a guess so you can get two points potentially. Well, I was gonna say no, but it's not clever though. I was gonna say like a T looks like a palm tree. There's a palm tree on an island. See, see now why did I even say that? Because it's not even riddle related. But that is not correct. Uh, see. And then well, I feel bad. <laughs> I guess. Brent, Brent, just so you know, the last game that we did, we did a spelling bee against one of our administrators, and me and Rose really can't spell like six-letter words. So don't feel bad about any guess that you have during today's riddle section, okay? Uh, that's true. I wish I did the spelling bee one. <laughs> 
so what does the letter T and an island have in common? Yes. Oh, letter T. Oh, man. Uh, I do not. I don't know, honestly. All right. Brent, you got one more chance. You want to take another guess or you have? I think there's nothing worse I could probably than my guess, so I'm good. All right. The answer is they're both in the middle of water. The letter T and I are both something in the to do with what? I, okay, I guess I won't say I knew it, but I had a feeling it had something to do with like uh, being surrounded by something. But the letter T. So how is the letter T water? Water. W a t e r. The letter T. Oh. Wow, you really is that spelling B? I didn't watch it. <laughs> got you. Got you. All right, Will, your question is, you are riding in a car with your dad when a drunk driver hits your car and your dad dies in the crash instantly. You are immediately taken to a hospital and rolled into surgery when the surgeon says, I cannot operate on this patient, he is my son. How is this possible? So say that one more time, sorry. You're riding in a car with your dad, a drunk driver hits you, your dad's killed instantly. You go to the hospital, rolled into surgery. The surgeon says, I cannot operate on this patient. This, this patient, he is my son. How is that possible? You're in a car. I don't, I don't have 30 seconds, so you can time me, and then Brent can get it. So I'm in a car with my dad. A drunk driver hits, hits me. I'm driving. The dad, my dad dies in the car, and then I go into surgery, and the doctor says, I cannot operate on him. He is my son. How's that possible? Uh, because the person being operated on is the drunk driver. No, that is incorrect. Oh. Brent, do you have an answer? I think I... Okay, so can you say the last half of it? Like, how does the... You were riding your car with your dad. A drunk driver hits you. Your dad dies in the crash instantly. You're immediately taken to a hospital and rolled into surgery when the surgeon says... I cannot operate on this patient. He is my son. How is that possible? This this was in the office. This is what pisses me off. So that's get, that gets me mad. Because this was a literal joke in the office. They're related some... Oh, my gosh. Okay, I don't remember it. It was in the office, though. I remember it. I remember the him saying the joke. I forgot the answer. All right, you have a guess or no? I do not have a guess. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm bad. Yeah, one more chance. Uh, I'm going to say that the uh, person in the car was his stepdad. Incorrect. The right answer is the doctor was his mother. Oh God! That was or it. it could also be, you know, it could also be that the 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 son had like two dads. It was like a, a gay couple was raising him, so it could be his other dad as well. So either one of those two is the correct answer. All right. All right. After round one, our score is zero to zero. Well, we're good. We'll see if uh, we can get a if we set round two brings us some better luck here. All right, Brent. Your question is. A mother and father have four daughters, and each daughter has one brother. How many people are in the family? 
Mother and father have, say it one more time, I'm sorry. Mother and father have four daughters and each daughter has one brother. How many people are in the family? Ten. That is incorrect. Yeah, what a surprise. <laughs> so a mother and a father have four daughters. And each daughter has one brother. How many people are in the family? Oh, I know the answer. <laughs> so the mother, the mother has four daughters. And a the, mother, the father... A mother yeah, and father have four daughters. And each daughter has one brother. How many people are in the family? Twelve? That is also incorrect. Brent. I, is it seven? Seven is correct. Yeah. All the daughters have the same brother. Brother, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> Parents, four girls and one guy. So seven, seven total. So I, I was going from the perspective that it was like a step family. So you had mother with four kids and then a dad with four kids coming together. So that's, that's why I went with a high number. But that's all right. Yeah. Good job, all right. Brent. Brent's on the board. Up one nothing. Will's round two question. Where's the only place that dinner comes before lunch? Where is the only place where dinner comes before lunch? Yeah. The only place where dinner comes before lunch. The dinner table? That is incorrect. Brent? Canary. What what'd you say? The dictionary? <laughs> that is correct. The dictionary is the correct answer. Dinner comes before lunch in the dictionary. Wow. At the end of round two, rent is up two nothing. Wow. I guess I'm a riddle master. I don't know what to say. All right. Round three. Brent, your question. If a plane crashes on the border of the U.S. and Mexico, where do they bury the survivors? Border of U.S. and Mexico? Yeah. There wouldn't be no survivors. That is incorrect. Well, crap, you guys just froze. What, what, what was the, say the riddle one more time, sorry. If a plane crashes on the border of the U.S. and Mexico, where do they bury the survivors? I mean, I thought Brent's answer would have been correct. The, what did Brent say? Brent said, said they wouldn't bury the survivors. I said there wouldn't be any survivors. Yeah, he said there wouldn't be any survivors. Yeah, Brent's incorrect. Dang it. Where would they bury the survivors? Well, if they're, if they're survivors, they're alive, so there would be nobody being buried that is correct yeah buried with survivors all right so will's on the board now down two one chance to take the lead with his round three question if you're eight feet from a door and with each move you advance half the distance to the door how many moves does it take to reach the door you're eight feet from a door and with each move you advance half the distance to the door how many moves does it take to reach the door you're eight feet from the door. With each move, you move distance to the door. How many moves does it take you to the door? Yes. 
eight feet, four feet, two feet door. So I feel like math-wise, I'm going to say three, but that just the right answer to the riddle. But I'm going to say three. That is incorrect. Yeah. Let me think. Let's see what all your analytics genius can come up with here. We're not a spreadsheet to help you out with this one. Yeah, if you give me 30 minutes, I'll just put it into a little simulator. And five? Five. Five is incorrect. Oh. What is the answer? Oh, yeah, one more guess. Oh. oh, Will has it. Yes. I'm eight feet from the door. Each move. You advance half the distance to the door. How many moves does it take to reach the door? Oh, two. That is also incorrect. You never reach the door. If you get halfway there every single time, you'll never get to the door. That's true, I guess. Oh, my God. Or to two, to one, to half, to a quarter, to an eight, to a sixteenth, and so on and so forth. All right. After round three, Brent's up two to one still. Round four, Brent, when does 10 plus three equal one? When does 10 plus 3 equal 1? Um, wow. The dictionary answer won't work on this one. <laughs> uh, equal 10 plus 3 equal 1. I, I don't know. Hopefully Will's answer can give me a hint. You got an answer? When does 10 plus 3 equal 1? Yes. I have no idea. I'm trying to spell it out and put numbers to it. I, I really don't know. you have an answer or no? No, I, I don't. I'm, I'm waiting for – All right, Brent, you, you want to take a stab at it? Yeah, I think I, think I got it. Okay. Thanks to my uh, um, clock here, only on a clock. That is correct. Okay, I did think that because I was like, doesn't have to be numbers. I have my Roman numeral clock right here. Very helpful. Oh, oh my gosh, it's so stupid. So I will say these first seven are actually all things that are extra credit questions on my tests. So I pulled these first seven from different tests that I had, the extra credit questions. Oh, I forgot you did that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Will, your question is, David's parents had three kids, Snap, Crackle, and what was the name of the third kid? Snap, Crackle, and Pop? Pop is incorrect. Brent? David had how many kids? Three? David's parents had three kids, Snap, Crackle, and what was the name of the third kid? David. That is correct. Parents, three kids, Snap, Crackle, and David. Yes, sir, Coach Will. <laughs> uh, Brent's up. I don't, even, I, don't even, I don't even get that one, but whatever. David, it's David's parents. Yeah, David's parents. Oh, okay. Got you. Right. I, didn't even hear, I didn't hear that first part. I just I heard two parents had three kids. Wow. I I'm, I'm, should probably listen better. Whatever. Right. I came in well, so this is. You can. If Brent misses this, you have a chance here. All right? So, Brent, your last question is, you're at 4-1 going to the last round. 
what five-letter word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it? If you add two letters to it. What, how many letter word? What five-letter word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it? Uh, the word short. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Win. <laughs> Brent goes up six one. We'll give Will the last question anyway, though. All right. That's like the that's the one that I knew. That, that is literally <laughs> the one that I knew. All right. Your last question. A butcher is twenty five years old. Stands five feet ten inches tall. Wears size thirteen shoes. And is completely average in all other aspects. What does he weigh? A butcher. You're re, re, now, now, now I'm trying to listen to over listen. I'm sorry. Bless you. <coughs> uh, all right. A butcher is 25 years old, stands 5 feet 10 inches tall, wears size 13 shoes, and is completely average in every other aspect. What does he weigh? I was going to say he weighs average, but that's probably not the right answer, but that's what I'm going to say because a butcher. That, uh, whatever. I, I'm, getting, I'm getting my ass kicked. Sorry if you can bleep out the word <laughs> ass. But. All right. That is incorrect. Brent, do you have a guess? I do, because I do know this riddle. <laughs> Sorry, Coach Will. He, he weighs the meat. Exactly. He weighs meat. That is what he weighs. Oh, great. So, our final score, Brent ends up a commanding end of this win. I was close the whole way. Brent takes the 7-1 to one win. All right. It's all right, Coach Will. I hate that last riddle, oh. though, because it actually is very misleading. Other ones make somewhat sense. Yeah, so yeah. if I have any future students listening to it, those, those first seven, those will find their way onto some tests next fall. So be ready for that. Uh, yeah, well, I guess I've learned that, one, I can't spell, and two, I don't listen to when, when people speak. So I'm, <laughs> I'm be quickly becoming pretty worthless as a uh, human on this, this podcast when it comes to competing with those two things. These are very big life skills you need to have. Yes. Well – one riddle that we're all going to be trying to solve is how to win uh, our draft coming up next. Let's go surfing now. Everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me. Come on a safari with me. Early in the morning we'll be starting out. Today, uh, being Memorial Day, is the unofficial start of summer. And even though we can't really do these things, we thought we might prepare for a trip to the pool or to the beach. So today we are drafting the accessories or things we need to have for a perfect pool or beach trip. We'll let our guest Brent have the first pick, followed by Coach Rhodes, and then I will pick last. So Brent, start us off. First, I'm more of a pool guy than a beach guy. But if I were going to do – so if I was going to do a pool, the first thing I would do – and tell me if this is legal – I would want a pool basketball hoop. I'd bring that. You only get one. You only get one thing. We're going like it's a draft. 
So, Brian, I know, I know, I know, I know. I was asking if I could do a pool basketball hoop set so the ball could come with it, or yeah. do I have to draft the ball later? That's fine. No, That's pool set. basketball set is fine. Okay, all right. That's that was my question. That's my first pick. That's first thing off the board if I'm going to a pool. Yeah. Uh, solid pick. Uh, I think I mentioned this before. I'm not really a beach or a pool person. I don't really do the sun. Uh, last summer. Uh, Coach Will invited me over to his parents' house to hang out by the pool. I basically just sat in the shade the entire time and didn't get in the pool. Uh, so I'm a lot of fun at pool parties. <laughs> and I, I, I don't own a pair of sandals, so I just wear my tennis shoes to the beach also. Uh, yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm a lot of fun. So based off of this, to me, the most important thing I have to have to enjoy a trip to the uh, pool or the beach, uh, there's really only one thing that I have to have, and that's shade. So if there's not shade, I'm not going to be there. So my first oh. pick, I'm going to I'm going to pick shade. Whether it's like oh. an umbrella or something like that, like a shade is my first pick. Okay, I thought you're. I was like, what are you drafting the sun and the time? Like, what are you? But I guess umbrella doesn't make sense. Never mind. So for the purpose of the draft board, we're going to say umbrella slash tent. Is that is that okay? Sure. Yeah, we're good with okay. that. All right. So that's going to be how we put that as our draft picks. All right, so this is a necessity for anybody going to the beach or the pool. Uh, so I hope that everybody agrees that you definitely need to have at least 15 SPF 30, SPF 50, SPF 70, or 100 if you're like Rhodes and, and don't have the uh, umbrella or tent but just don't want the sun. So I'm going to go with sunscreen as my first pick. That's a necessary pick, but it's not really the most fun pick. Uh, so we'll yeah, see about that. But it's, it's fine. It's okay. All right. If someone's like, if you're like a, you know, a dad and you're like, that, that'd be a great pick or a mom. But if you want to, you know, get the viewers on your side with, uh, you know, stuff you like. Okay. Well, this, this is something that you can, you can't use a uh, pool basketball hoop at the beach. So at least I can use my pick for both. And so can uh, Rhodes. So Brent. Yeah. Fair. Be prepared that to lose. Is, that is that is very true. All right. Fun. All right. It's back to my turn. No, no we're snake style. So we'll snake, we snake. Back. So I get the, okay. the next pick. All right. All right. So the next thing that I'm going to go with because you know you guys say I'm not fun, um, and I, I don't really care for the the pool basketball as much. But I do think sort of outdoor game in order to to play. Um, and, you know, normally I would go with like a cornhole uh, game, but cornhole really sucks to have out at the beach. So I'm trying to go with a game that you can use at a pool or at a uh, at a beach setting. So I'm going to go with bucket pong. What? Bucket pong. So for for anybody that's played, you know, water maybe pong. I have to go. Water pong, yes. So anybody that's played water pong before, you have some cups and you've got a, a tennis or you've got a, a ping pong ball. Right. So that's, that's why they call it, you know, pong. Um, but you have a ping pong ball and you play with like little cups, right? On a table. So bucket pong is the equivalent for outdoors where you fill up big buckets with water and you use tennis balls and you play 
tennis pong, right, versus water pong. Okay. Uh, bucket pong. Got it. All right. Also, so I had a feeling it was something like that, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, I haven't heard of bucket pong. But. Um, my second pick, I'm going to enjoy in the shade a nice frozen drink. We're keeping these drinks school appropriate, but even like a nice slushy or like a virgin pina colada, virgin strawberry daiquiri or Miami Vice, that hits the spot perfectly. If you're sitting in the shade, there's nothing like a frozen drink just to cool you off even more. So that's my second pick. That was a very good pick. Mm. All right, Brent, so we're on to you for two. I, I said I would love to bring, I have to bring, um, if I'm this for the beach too, because of the pool they have these usually, but I, have to have a beach chair like a long beach chair at the lounges i hate the sand to be honest i'm not a big sand guy and uh it's better than the towel so i'd have to have a long beach chair that i want in the nest a necessary thing for me category so uh, i'll have beach it's my second pick so that's a great pick you gotta be comfortable i had comfortable chair uh fourth on my board so that, that, that's a very good one thank you thank you so it's back to me again yeah uh, hmm. I have to think what I would. Oh, these one. I'm gonna counter. I'm gonna go with my last pick for a fun one. So I'm gonna counter your shade one with a bucket hat because that is something you can bring to both. And I have to have a bucket hat. That was that was definitely gonna be my next pick, Brent. If you had not said that, so I'm a little Thank upset God. about that one. Uh, good. I thought it might be off the board by the time I got back. So. I've actually never owned a bucket hat before. I feel like I'd like one, but that's not something I've really like. You're a bucket hat kind of guy. I can see you with a bucket hat. Yeah, maybe with a bucket hat. Yeah. Dude, it's it's so it's so worth it because it gives you coverage on your forehead and your ears and your neck, so that way yeah. you don't have to really put sunscreen in those areas. And most of the time, like you can get those super wet, and there's no issue. So yeah. I, I, yeah, like, I love wearing a bucket hat. All right. So my third pick, uh, I'm going to take the pick that Will didn't take. I'm going to go with Cornhole. Uh, I'm really good at Cornhole, so I enjoy playing it because I win. Uh, <laughs> it's a game to play while you're sipping your frozen drink also. Uh, so, yeah, Cornhole is definitely my pick there. I'm just thinking from, like, a logistics standpoint, ever, like, having to put the Cornhole boards in the, you know, whatever you're toting makes it so much harder to put other stuff in and then carrying the cornhole boards, they can be heavy. So from a practical standpoint, I, I, uh, I would have to say I don't like cornhole, especially at the beach, but um, solid pick roads. So for my, my third pick, I'm going to see if you guys say I, I can't use it because you've kind of already alluded to it roads, but your second pick, you said frozen beverage. So what I wanted to pick was like uh, freeze pops like the, you know, like one foot long little frozen pops that are like ices. So would that, would that be like a separate thing than the frozen? So if you didn't want the beverage, you could have like the frozen pop. Uh, I'm good with freeze pops. That's fine. That's different enough, I guess. I'll let, uh, I'll let Brent comment as well. I think that's, I think that's fine. Okay. That's it's a different type of food or i guess you could say food but or something you consume so i'm gonna do freeze pops i I think now they might not be as practical if you're not at the pool just because you might not be able to keep them like super cold in your cooler but i think freeze pops are are definitely a, a 
necessary treat at the pool um, when you can have them. So I guess for my last pick, I've got sunscreen. I've got a game to play. I've got freeze pops. The one other necessary thing that you should have, not saying that uh, everybody brings it with them, is water. You, you can't have a pool day or a, a Sunday at the, the beach without having, you know, the, the hydration, um, you know, bottles. So I'm going to go with water in any capacity. Uh, that, that's going to be my fourth pick. That was a good one. That was my last one. I thought that I could, that should be a first two round one. I thought I could steal it, but coach, well, you still want, I stole yours. You stole mine. Good yeah, pick. Water, water was not in my board. Uh, I'm in the shade, so I'm not getting too hot. So I don't think I need as much water as you guys do. <laughs> Especially if you have cold, if you have a cold drink yeah, too. Like, oh, I'm good. I'm good to go. Uh, so, all right. I have shade, a frozen drink, and a cornhole. I got kind of picking between two things for my last pick. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, my next pick. I'm gonna go with a with a nice like with a nice trashy magazine. Uh, magazines are great. Uh, they're better than books. Uh, to read on like a beach or a pool, like it's just flipping through a magazine. Like when I used to go to the beach when I was younger, I'd read like a fantasy football preview magazine every year. It's just kind of a nice perfect length for uh, a nice perfect level of seriousness for a, for a good beach read is a nice magazine. Okay. Same East book or magazine? We're going book. We're just going magazine. Okay. Because I was like, a book was in my next one I might take. But for my last pick, I guess, uh, dang, you guys both kind of stole my, that's all right, but a good drafter always has a backup, backup plans. So I'm going to go with um, a, a football, because I was going to go with a beverage or something, because that's the only thing I don't have on my list, but I'm just going to go all in on the fun. So I'm going to go football, because Zach is also a pool or a beach thing, and you're usually seeing play, see, seeing someone play football. So football is my last pick, and that is my dream team that will never lose a game. All right, just going over real quick. You want to go over your entire team real quick? Yeah. So uh, first pick, I had the basketball hoop set, and for the pool, and then I had the lawn beach chair that you can lounge in, have fun, and I got counteracted with the shade and the. Uh, everything else so I just and the sunscreen so I went with bucket hat to keep you some semblance of cool and my last pick was a football for when you want to get up just toss it around at the beach and look cool because that's the only cool looking thing you can do at the beach I feel like other than play spike ball spike ball is a maybe a favorite for mine too I could put that in uh, throwing around a football in your bucket hat you would look totally baller no no argument there. <laughs> Thank all right you. my team I have I'm, I'm in the shade Sipping a frozen drink, uh, maybe sometimes getting up to play some cornhole. And then when I'm taking a break from cornhole, I'm just going to be sitting in the shade with my frozen drink, reading a nice magazine. So that's, that, that's my trip. That sounds like a cool day. I'm going to walk into either the uh, pool setting or the beach setting and, you know, start off with some good sunscreen. You know, depending on how much tan I want to get, I can even get the tan, uh, tanning type of sunscreen that kind of, you know, makes you glow as you get the sun. Um, and then once I, I've, you know, let that sunscreen set a little bit, I can pull out the bucket pong and start playing, uh, you know, with people I come 
with or people that are at the pool with me or just by myself, whatever. Uh, <laughs> once, once I uh, decide that, you know, I need a little bit of refreshment, but I don't want to hydrate too much, I'm going to go to the cooler and get that freeze pop and get a little bit of that sugary sweetness. And then after the sun hits me for about an hour, you know, I just need to hydrate and replenish the system. So I'm going to drink that, that bottle of water. So those are my four picks. All right. So we'll, <laughs> those are three good teams in my opinion. Yeah. So we'll put this poll up on Twitter. So definitely let us know uh, which, which pool and beach accessories you thought was, was the best. Uh, so with all of our technical difficulties, Brian, I think we've had you on here for about six and a half hours. So we'll let you go and, you know, get on thank with your you. Memorial Day plans. But we're, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on with us today. You were definitely one no of problem. our, uh, from the beginning, you were one of the guests we definitely wanted to have on. You definitely didn't disappoint. So appreciate having you on. Thank you. Thank you. It was nice talking with you too. And thanks for giving me a chance to be on the show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, man, it was definitely a pleasure. Hopefully we can, uh, once everything kind of settles down a little bit, we can go or, you know, it's you're here during the summer or when you get back after you graduate from college. Definitely. Thanks guys. Thanks. Appreciate it, Brent. See ya. So our next episode is coming out on Thursday. Make sure to email, tweet at us, uh, Instagram message us with anything you'd like to see or hear again at marketing underscore HSHS on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, And this is, I think the official last week of the high school semester academically. So Everybody, make sure you study super hard this week. Uh, you know, finish, finish up strong. I can't, I can't say anything more than that. Uh, it's our last week, so you might as well finish with a bang and do all the work, get everything submitted, try to raise your grades a little bit. Uh, if not, it's the last week. So we'll continue to put out the podcast and hopefully give you something to look forward to. If it's not score, it definitely should be our podcast. So we'll see you guys during our next episode on Thursday. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a a good morning.